Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Norm. And we're hitting the water, bike, and road together. In search of a better way to train, both mentally and physically. We've got big goals this year, and we're taking you with us. So grab your napkin. It's time for the cookies. We're swimming way back, and then we're wrong. Not here for a trophy, we're just here to have some fun. Allison and Norm don't need no podium climb, but you better have a cookie waiting. Hey, Allison. Hey, Norm. So we have a really fun guest today. It's all about community. It's our community day on the Post Race Cookie Cast. We've got Jess Thornton. She's the president of a local running club here where I live in Blacksburg, the Blacksburg Striders. She's a longtime runner. She's done some really fantastic, exciting things. And uh, we're going to be talking about a full range of stuff, including... Some geographic stuff, right? That connects yeah. me and you, Allison. She's been both in Virginia and she's been in Oklahoma. And I don't know if we can find anyone in the world <laughs> who has that connection to me and you. So when we found that out, we just had to have her on the podcast. Of course. She also talks about something you love, trail running. Mm-hmm. My favorite. So, your favorite. You guys are both crazy people. We'll get into that. Um, so without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Jess. Thanks for coming. Hi, Jess. Yeah. Awesome to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited to talk about all of these things. Yeah. So I guess let's start off real briefly with the whole connection. Because again, Oklahoma yeah. and Virginia, we don't have that many connections. So to find somebody <laughs> who's lived in both places, talk a little bit about your fitness journey. Yeah. With in, in terms of where you've lived. So I, I do have to say that um, I have moved around a lot. I'm originally from North Carolina, lived there, thought I was going to live my whole life in North Carolina. In fact, when I when we first started to move away from North Carolina, I was so upset. I couldn't even talk about it. I would like cry <laughs> thinking about oh. leaving North Carolina. Um, but I am, I'm, I'm married to an academic. And so we have moved for his job numerous times. So the first move was to California. We got to live in the Bay area for two years. Oh, um, cool. and then it, he got a job at Oklahoma state university. So go pokes and, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, love a land grant state institution. Um, yeah. and then we got the opportunity to move to Virginia tech and I, I'm, I'm an East coast girl. I'm a southerner. I wanted to be in the South in the East coast. So yeah. Uh, now interestingly, I've met other, uh, what do we call them? Okie Hokies. People oh. who have made the move from Stillwater, Oklahoma to Blacksburg, Virginia, oh, because huh. the two universities do have common kinds sense. of departments and things like that. So yeah, there is a set of Okie Hokies in Blacksburg. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably just because the words rhyme. I'm assuming that might've been part of the draw. I don't know. <laughs> So where were you in Oklahoma in relation to where Allison is now? Yeah, it was about an hour. So Stillwater, yeah. Oklahoma, the home of Oklahoma State University is an hour west of Tulsa and about an hour north of Oklahoma City. I, I said I grew up in North Carolina. I was not a runner. I was not athletic mm. as a kid. Um, in fact, I avoided 
people tried to recruit me into athletics. Like <laughs> in high school, the cross country coach was like, Jess, you're perfect for cross country. I'm only five foot one. He's like, you've got a low center of gravity. This is how endurance runners are built. And I'm like, oh, that's stupid. And then when I was in college, they were like, Jess, you should be a coxswain. We've got a crew team. And I'm like, I don't want to go to practice. So <laughs> I, I avoided all of it. I didn't start running until my late twenties. Um, I was working and the, I worked at Duke university and, and they had like a great wellness program, um, yeah. where they encouraged staff to run. So they had Monday and Wednesday after work running. And so I met my people there, right? Like I made friends yeah. with the other runners, um, doing walk run and then pub runs started getting really popular in North Carolina oh. and daily mile was this website that everybody used. It was like, yeah. Strava, but it was like more social, more short form blogging. So okay. everyone was on daily mile and you could see what people were doing and, uh, got me into triathlons because all the people that I was running with were like doing triathlons. So I did them, um, didn't love them, but, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then we made this big shift to California and in California, again, I found people through running. I, um, I actually, She's going to say I stalked her. I reached out to a friend on, like, I, she's now a friend. I saw a person on Daily Mile that ran about my pace, and she always ran the routes that I ran in Oakland. And oh, so wow. I was like, oh, hey, stranger. Like, do you want to <laughs> run with me? And she was like, you're weird. So <laughs> we met up. She is one of my best friends. Uh, so... Through her, I met a series of other people in California. We would have like ladies trail run once a month where oh, we wow. would go to different areas. Um, California is just amazing. An hour in every direction trail runs, right? Yeah. And then in Oklahoma, moving there, I said, go to Oklahoma City. Um, Stillwater has an amazing community around gravel cycling. Oh, right? really? Yeah. Okay. And, and Allison, I don't know. Do you, do you know anything about the gravel scene in Oklahoma and Kansas? Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not a part of it, but I, I have a really good friend who is, and he's like a, he like wins them. Oh um, yeah. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he, he's always like, like, you know, dropping his, dropping his times and things like that. And I'm like, I just pretend like I can hang with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Stillwater is special. They have a bike shop there that builds so much community around gravel cycling. They make it really accessible to everybody. Um, and basically I took some of those gravel cyclists and I made them runners. So we <laughs> oh, created look at you. Okay. parallel. Yeah. So they had like Monday was their social ride, but Wednesday they did a fast ride. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, if you're not a fast rider, maybe we should do a Wednesday pub run. So oh. then we started having this like you know, the, the sharks and the jets, you know, like <laughs> West Side Story, runners against I've always cyclists. wanted to be part of that. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I started a club in Stillwater called the Stillwater Trail and Road Runners or STAR. Um, okay. Yeah, they're still, they're still going. They have weekly runs and uh, did a lot of trail running in Oklahoma. I also trained for my first 50 miler there. I just like Ooh. recruited people and I was like, we're going to do this. So five of us did it, went to Colorado. Um, and then when I moved to Virginia, again, my people are runners. So I found the Blacksburg Striders. I, they had kind of 
they've been around, we've been around for 40 years. Um, And it had kind of had, you know, the person who had been president moved away. And so I was like, okay, let's organize runs. Let's get social again. So we do a Monday night group run, a Saturday trail run. Um, I think one of the things that I love about organizing runs is getting new runners out there, right? Like so many times I've met people where it's the first time I've gotten them to run trails. They've never run trails before. They were intimidated by it. And it's like, no, really, you just, you run slower. When you need to stop, you stop. And it's amazing. You don't have to worry about cars. Um, Yeah. Thankfully, I've never seen a bear out here. Um, My biggest concern has been snakes. So, yeah. Yeah. But you, but you also left Oklahoma, which is the snake capital of the world. So I would say that you're <laughs> in a better a place now. In no, that's true. I've, yeah. I've seen a, I've seen a lot of snakes in Oklahoma. Um, but I, I kind of <laughs> miss the armadillos because they were a little cute, actually. <laughs> oh, they're feisty. Those ones, though, they'll yeah. they'll hiss at you and are run they? right at you. No, yeah, armadillos are not nice. Oh, I've so. never seen them hiss what? at me. Usually, they just like they jump yeah. and then they scurry away. Um, no, they'll they'll. I've hiss never seen one in my life. <laughs> in, in my mind they just roll up into like a ball like sonic the hedgehog and just like fly no, off That's they can actually they can be really aggressive and like charge at you an armadillo yeah also did you say armadillo because i think i heard that i did me or her okay, okay. okay. <laughs> probably either of us honestly I, am, no, no, you're yeah, good. I definitely have a southern accent i'm sorry <laughs> So if Allison wants to to go run with the stars, the group that you found, is there a secret handshake that she needs to know yeah. or some kind um, of code word? Right. You got to, you know, put your, your, your finger in the air for go pokes. Like if you yeah. don't okay, know what the okay. signal is for the OSU Cowboys. Um, but yeah, they have <laughs> a Facebook fun. group actually. And yeah, you can hmm. look up Stillwater Trail uh, and Roadrunners. And I think Sweet. they're still doing Wednesday Pub Run and Saturday Morning. Usually it's not trails, it's a uh, gravel. So you oh, just gotta okay. run, run those dirt roads. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about community, right? We're, we're, you've brought up a couple different bro- groups that you've either been part of, or you've been organizing, or you're in charge of. What is it about community that you love, and why can it be beneficial for those people out there who maybe they're on their couch, maybe they 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 got out of shape and they don't really know how to get back into the scene, or maybe. They just need that accountability partner. Yeah. What is it about it that you love? Yeah, it is definitely. So, I mean, for me personally, I am an extrovert. I'm like an extrovert's extrovert. I have <laughs> always loved interacting with people. I love meeting new people. I love learning all about them, learning what we have in common or how they're different for me. So like that, I get a lot of energy just from meeting people and that interaction, right? Like getting yeah. to know them as an individual. Not everybody's like that. I know. However, you can still appreciate group running. Like I feel like, yes, group running totally gives you the accountability. I know it gets me out on the trails at 8 a.m. or I would sit on my couch drinking coffee, um, Mm. knowing that you're going to meet people, that these are the same people you run with every week, right? Um, It's also, you know, I read somewhere that to make a good friend, you need to spend like 80 hours with them, right? It is, it's really time and like getting to know someone. That's what creates that bond of friendship. And as we get older, how are you doing that with people? Like how are you running and running with the same people? It creates these friendships and bonds that I don't think as adults we get in other contexts, right? How else are you going to get off out of your circle? 
and mingle. And it really is like friendships get you through everything, I think. So, yeah. yeah. And I also have to say achieving goals with people is, is also really good training for the same race. Or if you want to do a speed workout, like I make people come along on my speed workouts all the time. I'm like, we're going to do fart licks today. Um, so it just, it, it pushes your athletics. It, it pushes your commitment. It makes you more accountable. Yeah. And when you move to a new place, I feel like having an activity, it doesn't have to be running. It can be bike riding, but like the community's there. It's the Mm -hmm. best way to kind of find out like where your people are and to make those connections. I love, I love the idea of, um, involving people in the workouts that are terrible. Like if you're going to have like a track Tuesday or something like that is, that's my nemesis. I hate that stuff. So I, I think getting, having other people, you can all just go do the terrible things together probably makes it a little better. Yeah. It's that whole like type one, type two fun, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Get you out of your comfort zone a bit. I think the other part of it too is when you're training and you're competing with friends, you enter kind of that non-judgment zone thing, right? Because they just care about you sweating next to you and doing it. They don't care yeah. how fast you're doing it. Yeah. Where a stranger might be somebody who's more concerned you're going to beat them Yeah. or what your time is. So I know there's a lot of folks, and I'm included, where I, I'm competitive at the same time. I, that's not my main reason for doing this stuff. And I get turned off pretty quick when it comes to What's your PR? How fast did you go? So I like it when I can have a group of friends who they just want me to work out. They just want me to be healthy and happy. So that's the part of community that I personally love. Yeah, I uh, 100% agree, right? I am a super competitive person. The problem is also that I suck at everything. So I kind of have to... Funnel that competitiveness internally, right? And and I'm always the first person to be like, if we need a sweeper for no drop, I want to be in the back. I want to be encouraging the person, <laughs> right? It's not, um, I don't need to run the whole time. This isn't, it's social for me. It's not always so fitness. And, you know, it also amazes me. I had mentioned when in a pre, right, that I, I have this friend I paced for a hundred miler and he is super fast. He's a very fast runner. Mm. but he and I trained together for that 50 miler and we would do 25 miles and he would run my pace and he never said anything to me about it. Right. This was just, we wanted, you want to stay together to continue to push each other. You got to run the same pace to do it. So, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So talking about those hundred milers, because you've been part of probably Allison's dream race. (laughs) Not Um, dream. just one, just everyone's favorite to watch. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Did and watch, it's just did you watch happened. Western States this past weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. oh, oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. I work, I work overnights, and uh, no one that I work with listens to this. So I'll just say that I keep the Facebook live feed or this year the YouTube feed yeah. up just all night and watch people come in. So it's pretty, it's pretty awesome because you're there, like you can watch it all night long and just watch everybody come in. It's great. Yeah. And you were uh, part of it, Jess. Talk, talk yeah, to us yeah, about totally. So I was living in California. I was living in Oakland. And uh, it was, I guess, 2016. So no, wait, 2015. It was 2015. And a woman I knew from Daily Mile, that website, we weren't even really in real life friends, right? Yeah. I, like, I think I'd met her once in person. Um, and so I only really knew her virtually. She got into Western States. It was her first ticket. 
Wow. And uh, she's like, I'm going to California. And I was like, hey, I live out here. So tell me what you need. And she's like, yeah, I got a crew. Like, join my crew. And uh, there were three of us on the crew. So two of us from California, one from Colorado. And and my friend lived in North Carolina. She was flying out. Um, So, hey, pro tip, in case y'all didn't know, Western States does a training camp, usually in April. Yeah. And you can run, like, the last... 60 miles of the Western States course. It's open to anybody that registers for it. So cool. So I met her out. We went to Western States training camp, um, which is an amazing opportunity to run like supported right on, yeah. on that Western States trail. You can't do the first half. You can't do the beginning Squaw Valley in. Um, and then she came out in June and yeah, I paced her and, uh, crewed for her. I, I saw Gordy come through a bunch of aid really? stations. Yes. Yes. And the energy out there is amazing, but it definitely what crewing is hard for Western States because the exchanges are really remote. So yeah. like. As soon as you send your runner out, you really got to go drive to the next exchange. You got to go find where you got to be next. Yeah. And, and then... then set up there. Yeah. And so I paced her from uh, from the river crossing. Is that Rucky Chucky? Yeah. Um, until No Hands Bridge. So I, I paced her for about 18 miles up until the last 10K. Um, wow. Now, I didn't tell her this at the time. So I napped before I paced her. And I slept on my contacts, not very smart. And I woke up and I was like trying to move my contacts around and I ripped one of them. Oh and no. So I went to go pace her with one contact and I'm really blind. So my, my contact <laughs> prescription is like negative six. So it's hey, kind too. of like a, yeah. yeah, it's a big deal. So she was really worried about snakes and she's like, Jess, you're watching for snakes, aren't you? And oh, I was like, oh yeah, I got it. One eyed, looking for snakes. Yep. So sure, I'm on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yes, yeah, so pacing, Ra- her name is Rachel. Pacing Rachel was, was a great experience. And it also, it was not only the second time I'd paced someone at an ultra. It, oh. it drove home for me. Like I love pacing people. I do. Cause it's, it's that interaction and it's helping people get to their goal, but everyone yeah. needs to be paced a little bit differently. So yeah, yeah. Know, I have, I have friends that need like a peppy cheerleader, you know, that's like, you got this, you can do it. Um, with Rachel at Western States, I had to be pretty firm, right? Like mm. she needed me to boss her around a little bit and give her really <laughs> explicit instructions. And she wanted to walk and I'm like, you can walk for 30 steps and that's it. And then you have to run again. <laughs> so it. like it is, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I paced a friend at, at Rocky raccoon and I couldn't, if I let him walk, he just slowed down way too much. It's like, you've got to, oh. you've got to cater how you interact with people. Um, he also loves when I sing TLC to him. So. <laughs> oh, how about that? Hey, Allison. Um, Allison, could you just real briefly tell our listeners exactly what Western States is? Because we keep talking about it and they might not oh, know. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, so it is Western States is the like granddaddy of ultramarathon running in the United States. So it is it's the first hundred miler. It's got a really big backstory of how it was created. The she was saying she's talking about Gordy. He's basically he's the founder, essentially, like he was it was a horse race and he was gonna race his horse and his horse was lame so he said a few days before he's like i'm just gonna run it what run it 
And so he ran it and then it kind of evolved from there. And now it is, it's most people's bucket list, uh, dream race. You have to, there's a lottery to get in because the parks department will only allow so many people on the course at any given time. So it's a really big deal to get in to qualify. So it's, it's most, most trail runners ultimate kind of bucket list situation. So listeners can understand that when today, this morning, Jess, when I looked on your, uh, you online and I saw that you had done this, that me and Allison both lit up quite a bit yeah, yeah. Um, because it's a big, it's a big deal. So now people maybe can appreciate what you got to do and the experience. Um, I, I was going to ask you what your dream race is or dream race experience. And I have to think that might've been up there. Is there another one that is memorable that sticks out to you? Um, gosh, you know, so me personally, I don't think I want to run a hundred miler. I'm, I'm not interested in running when my body wants to be sleeping. Right. And so yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the highlights of my running, I did do, uh, I did, I ran a 50 miler in Colorado. I ran run rabbit run, which is in steamboat Springs. Ooh. Um, it was, it was amazing. I had a great day. Um, it is so beautiful there pushing to a 50 miler. I had a a great time. I was really happy about it. But then on the flip side, the other thing that I'm most proud of is I completed the Krispy Kreme challenge, which is in Raleigh, (laughs) North Carolina. And you run, uh, two and a half miles from NC state's campus to the downtown Raleigh Krispy Kreme. You eat a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh my gosh. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? <laughs> oh. A dozen? A dozen. A dozen. One person? One person. And they don't grade it for size. I mean, I'm only five foot one. I'm maybe a buck 20. <laughs> and like, I had a friend that was six foot one and we had to eat the same amount of donuts. So, yeah, that's, un- that's, I, I think that's unjust. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so you run, you eat the donuts, you run back, by the way, you have to do all that in under an hour. Oh my word. (laughs) So, and you did it. I did it. I did it. I never have to do it again. Yes. Did I saw on your Instagram that you guys, uh, just did a, or maybe just did, I didn't, I don't know if I saw what day it was. Did you just do a beer mile? Oh, there was a, there was an unofficial beer mile here in Blacksburg. Uh, it was, yeah, it was this week. I did not, I was a spectator only. Okay, good. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That so would be me. Guys, I would not, I wouldn't be a part of it. No, I did it in Stillwater. We, we, oh, held, yeah? we held an unofficial beer mile in Stillwater. Um, and we even had two categories cause you know, Oklahoma has weird beer laws. Yep. Um, yeah. so we had a three, two category, but officially it's not a really a beer mile unless it's over 5% ABV. Yeah. Somebody yeah. have to drive to Kansas. Oh, get you some. Yeah. Did you drink point. it out of a out of a boot? Was that like the yeah. way? They, yeah, no? and then we all yeah. They created a Grolsch division. Some of the guys just drank Grolsch, and oh. uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, beer mile. It is. It, it's a challenge. Uh, my beer mile time is twenty four minutes, which wow. is not very good. Um, okay. Yeah. Should we explain, maybe, do you mind explaining what a beer mile I is? explain what a beer mile is. So a beer mile, <laughs> there is a website, beermile.com. It has all, there are tons of official rules, but at its huh. most basic version, you drink a beer and then run a quarter mile four times. So, oh, um, and I oh. think that, gosh, I think the, the record is still like under five minutes. Yeah. For, it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. I can there, put it on the, 
like on the list of things I will never do <laughs> is a beer mile. Yeah. I will say, and I was telling people about this when they ran it here. The problem is not, you don't get, I mean, you get super drunk after that is totally true. I have that. I was extremely drunk. However, the drunk is not what stops you from running. It is just having all that beer in your belly yeah. while you're trying to run. I would run. imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the bloat. Oh. I cannot imagine no. doing so that. So would you, what was harder, that or the Krispy Kreme? Oh, no. The beer mile is definitely harder. They actually, I think they named an award after me in Stillwater, Oklahoma, <laughs> and it is called the Puke and Rally Award. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, my yeah. I, I tell you, I thought we'd talk about some fun stuff, but I did not expect this on, on today's episode. Um, yeah. I'm loving it. Um, I didn't. Yeah. So, Allison, I don't know what your experience is in Oklahoma, but I, I will say there is heavy drinking with all athletic activity in my experience um, in Oklahoma. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are some of our, like, some of the local Tulsa stuff. There's usually, like, there's a... Um, a race in, in December called the half and half that is I've, I've done the half and half that's oh. rough that's hard like yeah, it's I did it it's not about big, well we had a big rainstorm and oh. uh turkey mountain which is the the trails where they run it yeah they were it's basically the trail design's not good it's all creek no right it's yeah. all water yeah. running yeah. so i i ran in water for a half marathon yeah Ew. yeah so the half and half itself, I mean, there's nothing really drinking associated with it, but it is, it's a half marathon in our trail system. And then you have like kind of a aid station and you can change. And then it's a half mile or a half marathon on our bike path. Oh, So you're doing a trail and road half marathon that equals a marathon at the end. Um, probably the hard, one of the harder things I've done. I'd rather do a 50 miler. <laughs> so you um, did the full, you did the half. Yeah. Cause yeah. I only did the trail half. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It was terrible, but bad idea. Um, but, but you guys did the same race. Yeah. You're so happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they had a, like, once you got onto the bike path, they had for the second half of it, you, they had a, they have people with on their bikes with like, um, the saddlebags are just full of shots of fireball. That they oh. ride up and down and pass out. And I'm just like, it's kind of like that for a lot of the races here. <laughs> so yeah. there's a, there's a group in Tulsa called the Tulsa area trail runners, trail and ultra yep. runners, tater. Yep. And, uh, they set up aid stations. Uh, every time I've seen them, they've had some kind of wheel you can spin. So yep. you roll into the aid station, you spin the wheel, and then that tells you what shot you will take. Yep. Um, Yeah. <laughs> I've never wow. participated in that. So I just plan if I'm going to run any of those kind of things, I definitely like have my pack and pack it out. And I most times won't even stop at the aid stations because that it's not my jam, but they have a lot of fun. They do have a lot I would of fun. imagine they have a lot of fun, maybe too much fun. <laughs> well, I, I don't know how to make this transition, Jess. So we'll just do it just because, do it. um, I want to talk a little bit about injuries that can happen with this stuff. And yeah. well, I guess the connection could be if you drink enough times with these races, <laughs> you're probably going to get injured. Um, you had a little, you had a stress fracture once upon a time. And I, I want to talk a little bit about how that happened, but I want to talk about how you, you bounce back because yeah. I think that's the bigger part of the story because a lot of folks might not do that. They might not ever get back to where they were beforehand. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I, so while I lived in Oklahoma, I ran a lot. Right. And I should also mention y'all, like I don't have kids. It's just me and my husband. He rides bikes. I run. So fitness and activities and endurance, they're just parts of the things that we do. And so, um, so it was 2016 in Oklahoma and I ran that 50 miler that year. I ran about seven or eight marathons or longer. Right. So I, it was pro this is probably overtraining. So I don't have to say probably this is overtraining y'all. <laughs> so it's important to rest after you put your body through a lot of stress. Um, and I think that I've learned, you know, there's a lot of training stress that's good for you. That makes you stronger, but then there's a really fine line where that stress becomes too much and your body yeah. starts to break down. So, so my timeline was in September, I ran a 50 miler. I was feeling so strong and so good that like in October, I ran a half marathon in November. I ran a marathon in December. I ran a 50 K I PR'd my 50 K in December. I was feeling wow. great. And then sometime after that, my legs started feeling weird. Um, mm. It was really just when I would run, I could feel this point on the front of my tibia and I had a bump. Um, and I didn't know what it was. And I stepped back a little bit. I'd run a little bit. It didn't really go away. It didn't hurt a whole lot. It was just like a, I can feel that. I normally yeah. don't feel my tibia. So um, I, you know, I asked around, I went to a sports uh, massage therapist and, yeah. you know, she was like, this is not like, you need to go to an ortho. So I went, I think maybe the end of January because <laughs> I did pace my friend at Rocky Raccoon while I had a stress fracture. I will say oh, that. Geez. That was February oh, no. 2017. That was early February 2017. And then I went to the ortho and uh, he took an x-ray and the x-ray came back with what they call a dreaded black line. And so this is an anterior tibial stress fracture. It's pretty much a fracture at 90 degrees to the front of your tibia. And the way that he explained it to me is that um, we've all seen the clip of the basketball player that like jumps up, dunks the ball, lands, and his tibia breaks in two. He's like, that's what's going to happen to your tibia. That guy had an anterior tibial stress fracture. And you're like, oh, that's a really good visual that I don't, we've all seen that. And I don't want that to happen. No, no. um, But, but again, because it was only the x-ray, I got an MRI. The MRI was surprisingly clean. So it was still a little confusing. So, so bottom line did not present like a stress fracture. Everything that I found on the internet told me that I should be in a lot of pain and I was not. Um, and I could jump on it and I didn't feel any pain. It was just when I was running. And also after like two or three miles of running, the pain would kind of subside and I wouldn't feel it anymore, which normally with a stress fracture, the more you run on it, the more it hurts. Right. So I just, it didn't, it didn't present. I've talked to a couple other specifically women that have had the same outcome and the same symptoms that I had. So um, I know this is a really long story. I can move you through the rest of this. So, so in early 2017, Oklahoma got diagnosed, stress fracture. They put me in a boot. They told me not to do any activity. I got really depressed. I sat on my couch. Mm-hmm. I ate a lot. Yep. I knew that I could bike and swim. I didn't want to. Like if I couldn't run, sure. I didn't want to do anything. I was cranky. Yeah. Um, and then in the summer of 2017, we moved to Virginia and, uh, I had been seeing the ortho 
you know, up until I moved. And he told me probably around June, I could test out running again. And so I did. And then when I moved to Virginia, I, um, I found a sports med doc and I was like, I, I want to get checked out. And she checked me out and, um, she cleared me to run. Um, unfortunately she probably shouldn't have, I still had a stress fracture. Oh. So mm. I, sometimes doctors aren't right. So, yeah, sure. so I ran and I trained <laughs> and, um, in early 2018, I ran a 50 K and I won it, uh, cause nobody Jeez. showed up. And then, uh, turns <laughs> oh. out I still had a stress fracture. So, uh, then, you know, the pain started coming back or that feeling started coming back. So I went to a different doctor in Blacksburg. I went to an ortho this time and, um, we did x-ray and MRI and it turns out I had had a stress fracture for like 18 months and he's like, this is what we call non-union. Now your body is just going to stop trying to heal it. So I had to have surgery and I had two options. They could either put a rod in the middle of my tibia. This is considered mm. like the gold standard, right? Basically like a piece of rebar in the middle of your bone. Yeah. Um, yeah. The problem with that is that they go behind your kneecap and yeah. a high percentage oh. of people end up with knee pain. And I'm like, sure. I don't, I want to run. The whole point is that I want to run. Yeah. So I had what they call uh, a tension plate. So they opened up the front of my tibia and they put uh, a piece of metal and they screwed it into, it was like a, like a piece of an erector set, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. And I had six screws. And, uh, so I had the surgery in May or June. And I don't think I ran again until August. Like I could, I could start like walk running in August. So recovery took a while. Actually, it wasn't August. I think it was like December, November. Or I was going to say that'd be really time. fast. Yeah. 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 It was, it was a long recovery for that. And they had told me that the rod would be a quicker recovery, but yeah. So but the knee um, pain, you don't want the knee pain. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you get this titanium plate put in and the doctor was like, some people keep them forever. Some people get them taken out. You know, it just, it, it, it is. And, uh, I was like, all right, fine. I'm bionic now. let's do it. And I started feeling good, um, and training. And then, you know, I was going for checkups every month and at my one year checkup, they're like, Joss, you broke your hardware. Um, and so they took an, they, you know, I was getting an x-ray on a monthly basis and they were like, your screws are bent and we think they might break. So we need to take your hardware back out. Um, so apparently my, I, I don't know, I, I guess my bones, (laughs) So here's, here's the other irony, right? Is that the ortho, when he did the surgery, he was like, your bones are super strong. He's like, I even broke a screw in your bone. Oh my, oh the surgery wow. ended up taking an extra hour because he had to dig the screw back out of my bone. And I'm like, well, thanks oh for gosh. not leaving it in there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, he said, your bones are good. They're, they're strong. They're healed. I mean, I strength train and I eat a good diet. I do all the things that women are supposed to do to have strong bones. Um, so yeah, that, so no one can tell me how I got that stress fracture, right. Except for overuse because they're like, you, you're, you're not low on anything. So anyway, surgery again, that surgery was a a lot quicker to recover from. Um, I did run a marathon that year. So I had surgery again, like May or June. I ran a Detroit marathon in October of that year. 
Um, it was not pretty. I mean, I'll admit <laughs> it. And I did have, I had, I mean, this was all under the supervision of my doctor. So it's yeah. not like, yeah. you know, I'm definitely a rule follower except for jaywalking. Cause that's a really stupid rule. I but, agree. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise totally a rule follower. Um, so everything, you know, they were like, there's no reason why you can't run that marathon. So, um, I'll say recovery and coming back. It's, it's been hard. I just, I feel like 2020 was the year that I came back. And so, so to recap that, that was, you know, like I had my second surgery summer 2019. It wasn't until summer 2020 that I felt like I was finally back to the level of fitness I was Wow. Yeah. before I got the stress fracture. Um, my advice, if people want to take it, like y'all, we need to listen to our bodies because, um, I think it was just, I did, you know, I wanted to do so much and in so many ways I felt strong and I felt good and I was PRing things and, you know, my cardio was great. My weight was exactly where I wanted it to be. And, uh, yeah, but rest is just so important. So important. Yeah. And so annoying because yeah. you start giving those stupid doubts in your mind. Like I'm losing all my fitness. Yeah. When I get back, I'm not going to be able to do this stuff. What if I never get back to where I used to be? And you just got to quiet that voice because if you don't get the rest, you may never run again at all. Period. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's scary. And Allison is dealing with an injury oh. that she's getting through now herself and yeah, I'm and hearing some similarities here. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it sound it's taking forever, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, Allison has a uh, seventy point three Ironman here in about three weeks. So yeah. yeah, she's she's trying to get 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 through that at least. I think is the is the the goal, yep. right? Working with the like, I've got a physical therapist. We're doing all the things. Sometimes he's nice. Sometimes he's not. So. <laughs> Well, the best ones are not nice all the time. Yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're not afraid to bend you ways that you know it's going to hurt a little bit because it's, you know, you got to, sometimes you got to have a little bit of pain to get back to pain free. Yeah. And it's not always the most comfortable thing to both our bodies and to our ego. I think that's the other part of this too, <laughs> where, you know, you both are very accomplished athletes. I can, I see a lot of similarities between the two of you. And I think it can become, even if you're not out there to win every race, when you're used to being able to do things for long periods of time at a good, maybe call it elite level, it could be humbling when you can no longer do that. And it can be frustrating. And you, there's depression. You mentioned it. And I know that's a, an aspect of this too. Yeah. But I think it's a testament to you both that you, you didn't quit. <laughs> you decided that this is not going to be the end of my fitness story. And sometimes you just have to have different expectations. Um, and Sometimes you just have to find a community. Let's circle back to that because I think one of the most beautiful parts about community is it can help bring you back from things like this because you have people from all different walks of life. Blacksburg Striders been around for 40, over 40 years now. And you're going to find, I guarantee you, a club like that in any locale that you are in. And it's going to be made up of people who are old and young and fit and maybe trying to get fit or getting over injuries. That's where you can find the encouragement that you need to get over injuries or grief or there's there's so much support there. Mm-hmm. Right. And one of the things that I love about all the running communities, right, I love the inclusivity. In, yes, I believe I said that correctly. So, I mean, even 
here, so Blacksburg Striders and, and I'll call out, like we do a Monday night walk run, 5.30 PM, everybody come, whatever pace you want. So some of the people that show up, they've been Striders. They've like, it's a past president from 25 years ago. Right. And he, he does not run anymore. He shows up and he walks and he's I love got, that. you know, there, that's the group of walkers that grow out, but he still loves talking about running. Um, he mountain bikes a lot. We talk about mountain biking and, um, it's, a you know, it, I, I guess it's probably like the president alum club. There's another guy who is still a fast runner. He was president 20 years ago for Blacksburg Striders, right? We've just got this history where all these people are connected to the club. We have this thing in common. Um, we probably wouldn't interact otherwise, but yeah. And all stages of life. So well, and then, I'm going to join you guys. I'm going to get out there one day. Yes, um, you should. I was talking to you and our listeners know I'm dealing with a little bit of IT band stuff, but I'm getting back to it. And I love the fact that you guys have walkers and you get runners and you get joggers. That's that's my cup of tea. That's exactly what I'm looking for. So you'll, you'll see me out there pretty soon. <laughs> good, good. Allison, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, I just, I also love like, if you have something like that, then um, there's little nuanced things that happen too that are... Um, important where it's like you know if you're just if you're just now learning how to fuel while you're running then there's people who can help walk you through or show you what works for them because i mean if you look at any kind of a website they're all going to promise you all the biggest best things but then if you're doing it with real people and they'll say oh no that's that's i wouldn't try that but maybe try this or here do it this way um, or, oh, you're getting, you're having issues with blisters. Here's what I do. And you, all those little tiny things that can kind of be pretty invaluable, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I feel like the best things of those I've learned from other runners, right? Yeah. So yeah, my for friend sure. who ran Western States, she taught me how to tape my feet for blisters. I tell everybody yeah. about it now. If you don't know rock tape, like the PT tape, amazing. Yep. Great for, for preventing blisters. So, Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot easier to get advice on this stuff by doing that as opposed to what I did, which is co-host a podcast so I can bring guests on and get free advice (laughs) from these people. That's a lot more work. Join a local club, join a local group. So where can they find people like this? So, so Jess, if they're, say they're in Tulsa or they're in California or, or Alaska or wherever they are. I'm imagining Facebook might be a great place to yeah. start or think, is there so, Strava? So there, are a couple, or? there are a couple, right? So Blacksburg Striders is an RRCA affiliated run club. So the Road Runners Club of America, um, yep. they either race directors or run clubs that run races can sign up through RRCA. So you can always go to RRCA and see if there are official like certified run clubs in town. They're usually nonprofits. They've been around for a long time. Now there are tons of run clubs that are not on RRCA and then yeah, Google and Facebook, right? I think when I moved to Stillwater, um, I Googled Stillwater running and there was a kind of defunct Stillwater running club. Um, but it connected me to at least a couple people to say, Hey, where, you know, other people that posted on their Facebook page, what are you doing? Where's the run happening? stuff like that. Um, it was yeah. the same when I moved to California. Um, I think meetup was a little bit more popular then. it might not be as popular now, but, but any of those sites that gather people and I had found multiple, you know, in a place like Oakland or the Bay area, you're going to find, you know, 20 different run clubs. And yeah. then you can just find the one that fits kind of where you want to be. 
Um, because they do, you know, each one club's going to have its own personality. I like the inclusive ones. There are some elite ones. If you're a fast runner, I think I've heard about this in Boston. Definitely. Like they have the fast kids go run with them. And that probably wouldn't be the run club for me. Um, if you're new and you're looking for a run club, I think that there are keywords that you want to look for things like no drop. That means that when people are running, they're not going to lose you. They're not going to leave you. Someone is going to stay behind with you. Yeah. Right? Walk, run, beginner friendly, all of those things. Um, so yeah, so we post, for example, we post our trail run as a no drop trail run. And we also mentioned that we have different collection points. So as we run the course, we'll stop, we'll recollect everybody and then we'll go out again. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are in an area that you can't find one, create your own group. Get other people like yourself and found something so you can have the impact that Jess is making here in Blacksburg and Allison is making in Oklahoma. Create your own tribe if you can't find it, and you'll be amazed at the difference you can make in other people's lives, which in turn will make a difference in your own. Yeah. Jess, you've been an absolute wonderful guest and a pleasure to talk to. I'm just really excited that I have a local connection now that I can maybe go running and trail running with. And uh, you, your information and your advice has been invaluable to our listeners. So thank you so much for coming today. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thanks y'all. Well, I don't know about you, Allison, but that makes me just want to get out on the road and start running. I, I just think it's so cool that there's a running club right here where I live. And now I know the person who's the president. So I yeah. kind of, I'm kind of locked in now. If I don't join them, she got me like, yeah, I have to go. Right. Right. I so. think you have to. <laughs> so uh, for our media recommendation this week, I think the RRCA, the one she mentioned, the Roadrunners Club of America is the perfect uh, thing for folks who are looking for a club in their area. So they can go to RRCA.org. Their slogan, empowering everyone to run. I love that. And you can find events, you can find club leaders, coaches, Runners, event directors, all kinds of people, and you can find your tribe in your unique area. I think and that's perfect. While you're looking for those folks sitting at your computer, <laughs> maybe you enjoy a little snack, a little cookie. What are they? Uh, what are we munching on this week? We got um, this week is peanut butter pretzel chocolate chip. Just basically all of my favorite things in one cookie. <laughs> that's a meal. Yeah, that's I'm all on board on this one. I think last week or two weeks ago, you were talking about pecans or something. This now I'm back. I'm back. Now you're di- you're back in. Okay. Whew, I thought I, I lost you for a minute. So <laughs> <laughs> I am back. All right, Allison. Well, awesome time once again. Loved our guests. Can't wait for our next one. We'll talk to you soon. See you later. We swimming. We're back and then we're wrong. Not here for a trophy. We're just here. Is all are welcome on post race cookie cast.